Ray, we're going to have to say it now. Philip sends us a separate text from you because having the Android messes up the entire text string on this thing. So wow. There's a text group that doesn't include you, Ray. Related wow. to, this, to this so that we can get the right link. Wow. We even have a name and everything. You have within your control the ability to change it, Ray. Yeah. Michelle, you did say that in order to love like Jesus, we couldn't be exclusive, right? Welcome to Second Take at Eastlake, a podcast of Eastlake Community Church in Irmo, South Carolina. You are invited to join us any Sunday at 9 or 11. Meanwhile, I'm being completely left out of important conversations because I happen to carry a phone that is different than theirs. Right. right. The only thing this text does is give us the link to do this. Because when we tried to send it with you included, we didn't get it. Rob's lying to you. On that text thread, we share barbecue recipes. We do not. (laughs) We we share movie reviews ever stand for that because the only one that knows how to do barbecue is the man that you're saying we leave out so no we also also do superhero reviews uh, after movies and restaurant reviews well i know michelle isn't a part of one of those conversations (laughs) you are right you are right I'm just the movie kidding. I saw with you and my son Aaron. Maybe the last movie I saw in a theater. I don't know. <sighs> yep, that's funny. Hey, in, in light of all this healthy banter that we're having, let's continue the banter and play a game. Oh, here we go. All right, here's the deal. I put in a lot of research to this game. I got on the Google and I said, fun Zoom to fun Zoom games for work friends. And this is what popped up, okay? And you will love this. This game is called Most Likely Two. Have you ever played this? It's okay. like superlatives. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I need to get a pen. Hang on one second. I'm at my executive desk right now. It's like that game I bought for small groups, but we decided it had too many inappropriate cards. Yeah. You know? Oh, really? Well, this is going to be all appropriate. I've screened this in. Who's in the room? See, you have it. Yeah. Yeah, but he cleaned it up. You took out all the the not so great cards. It, it wasn't much of the stack left. So just so okay. you know. Ooh. Yeah, we won't be using that in small group ministry. All right. So most likely that game to people in general, most likely to I'm going to ask a question and then you have to write your answer down and then we will compare our answers. So you're going to need a pen and paper, Michelle. Don't you do executive things in your office? You should have. I don't do executive. I just threw on my wall. I reached over with the pen and I just threw on my wall. Hey, yeah, look at this. Tammy Donaldson caught this picture at the state championship game and dropped it off for me with That's me cool. standing over the band. Yeah, like I was going to give this little. Oh, look at that. She caught that and sent it to me. It's me just kind of being a shepherd looking, overlooking the band. I thought it was kind of cool. I was cool. thinking more of a bodyguard. 
Um, I was going to use this journal and give it to somebody, but I'm going to have to write in it. You don't have right. any like loose paper laying around? No. Are you kidding? Michelle cares oh, about the environment. Don't have kids the age of my kids anymore. My daughter's got loose paper everywhere. At home, I have loose paper. I'm in the office. Leah doesn't <laughs> like loose paper. That's right. That's right. I forgot that you're still there. I'm going to yeah. use a sharpie. Philip, okay. two of us are working. Two of us are not. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Being at the office is not what makes one work. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay. I'm at my executive desk with my pen and my paper, and I'm ready to ask you guys questions. Let's this go. is serious. Nobody messed this up. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. First thing we're going to decide is who's the most likely to forget. <laughs> but let me tell you what. Forget what? For, wait, 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 wait. I know you already wrote my names down, but wait. Most likely to forget to wear. Let's see. Most likely to forget their wallet or purse at a shop to make this a little competitive. Okay, so you leave the shop. At a like, shop? Yeah, you're like shopping. I don't know. I pulled it off the Google. Okay. And those Look, of you watching online can play this at home too in the you comments. hear how hip he is? The Google. The Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have your answer? I'm, I'm going with my original answer. You do? Yeah, I know. You guys all put my name first, and then I tried to complicate it. Here we go. Most likely to get so the first one is forget this is most likely to get punched in the face we gotta keep going we gotta keep going yeah number two who is the most likely to get punched in the face that's a hard question well this is part of the fun this is good all right most likely to get struck by lightning is number three Who's most likely to get struck by lightning? I have a whole reason for this one, too. Like, I can give a whole explanation as to why. <laughs> okay. Who is most likely to get the whole gang in trouble? That one. All right. Now, we're going to do most likely to go. Go? Yeah, this is the next one. Most likely to go crazy at the mall. Who's going to lose their marbles at the mall? Who's most likely to go crazy at the mall? Am I supposed to have these on separate pages? Probably. No, just numbers. Yeah, just but then you can see them all. Okay. Most likely to go on a blind date arranged by their mom. <laughs> What number was that? Six? <laughs> yes. Okay. That was pretty funny to me. Uh, mo last one. Most likely to... I'm looking through these. Most likely... Most likely to own... Most likely to own an illegal pet. Is that what it is? Most likely to own, hang on, a, a weird pet. It wasn't illegal. It was a weird pet. Who, number seven, most likely to own a weird pet. All right. You guys ready to compare your answers? I don't really have to flip pages. Most of mine are the same person. Uh, okay. 
All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get to the top. I got to remember what questions I asked. Number one, most likely to forget their wallet or purse at a shop. Who is it? Philip Oswald. <laughs> P.O. Rude. Rude. Guys, I've never done that other than like 20 times. All right. Nice answers. You're probably right. Who is the most likely to get punched in the face? Rob Townsend. <laughs> That's what I said. I said Rob too. <laughs> I mean, he's working with students, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I feel like Rob is at the level right now where he probably needs a bodyguard. You need like an entourage. You need a what are they called? The burden barrier bearers? No. No, they're called the, they're called something, Michelle. You know, from the from the, the other armor bearers. Armor bearers. bearers. Yeah, Rob armor needs an armor. In. Yeah. yeah, Rob needs an armor bear. That would be <laughs> it could be a Sasquatch. Okay. Let's go to uh who is most likely to get did I say struck by lightning? Yeah. Yes. Man. Yeah, who's most likely to get struck by lightning? Philip Oswald. Philip Oswald. I, I chose Rob. I picked Philip because Philip is most likely to be the one that doesn't know that there's a tornado warning and is out on his roof. Oh, that's fair. Yes, yes. on top of something that's metal. Yeah. But, but see, I picked Rob because he's the tallest of all of us. And if we stood in a field and there was lightning going on, it's, and, and he has no hair for protection. So I'm okay, with you, Michelle. Break. I'm going on Rob. Actually, I picked, I picked most likely to get struck by lightning. I picked Michelle. Really? I did. Because okay. I've decided that. I've decided if something crazy is going to happen, it's going to happen to Michelle. Like when yeah. your mic quit working on Sunday, I was like, yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a thing, Michelle. And But the good news is you turn it to your benefit. It was fun. Okay, let's hey. do this. Next one. Most likely to get... Mm, the whole gang in the whole gang in trouble. Ray. I picked me. Michelle, safety first. I Every me. time we have pranked somebody, I have quietly been the instigator. She has. I have it shopped for cookies and toothpaste. I have suggested we moved cars. I was even involved in a certain lead pastor's office being decorated black and gold. I've never admitted that before. Oh, she just exposed her hand. Everybody. Yeah. All right. See, Michelle is that sibling that's like, hey, guys, what if we and then she watches her other siblings get in trouble. You're right, Michelle. I never had siblings growing up because there's 12 years between my sister and I. So you guys stand in for that. You even got blamed for something that you had nothing to do with. I did. A certain someone getting shoes and they thought they were opening up a box. No, no, and no, 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 no. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> I just don't trust the whole lot of you when someone hands me a package. That's fair, Rob. <laughs> you shouldn't trust us, actually. And you were all giggling about it when you handed me the package. It was a wonderful package. 
It was an actual real gift. He couldn't believe it. Like, They're very nice. Yeah. He but see, I it. do loving things, too, because I'm also the one that found the sweatshirt for Leah, so she's not cold anymore. So. I don't think Michelle's done anything loving. Well, she got there the same time we got there on uh, Wednesday mornings. She wouldn't be cold. She'd no. be burning oh, up. No. She would have been plenty warm. She would have been you guys are amazing. Okay, let's keep going. Most likely, seventy-three degrees when it was sixty-eight degrees outside. I don't understand. Most likely to go. Did I ask you guys most likely to go a week without a shower? Well, that would have been no crazy, crazy in the mall. Did I ask you which one was? Oh yeah, who's the most likely to go crazy at the mall? Philip Oswald. (gasps) What? I put Ray too. Right. Because there's yeah. shoe stores and hat stores in the mall, and I've been around you for both. Ray, you're gonna you're gonna you like the mall. I feel like Ray's gonna pop off at the mall. He's gonna go nuts one of these days. He's just gonna wow. be like Shit, I have something to say. Now, in fairness, it was going to be Michelle. But okay. I just I was I was gonna put Michelle in, and originally I actually wrote Michelle. I changed my answer, and you'll see why in a minute. Because I hadn't had her anywhere yet. And I know how, how empty the feeling is when you don't get any superlatives because I didn't get any in high school. Oh, well, thank <laughs> you, Rob, for not, being an includer. I was the president of the drama club. I didn't even get best actor. <laughs> I got one for Michelle. Only person to make all the Wendlands all four years. I didn't even get class vocalist. I wasn't cool and enough. And he still remembers it. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't remember the rest of the questions I asked you guys, which is why I was the most likely to forget. But... Next one was, have your mother set you up on a blind date? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most likely to have your mother set you up on a blind date. Michelle. Michelle. Mom's dead, and any of the rest of us, we're talking about divorce if we start going on dates. Yeah. Maybe I should collaborate with your mother on this one, Michelle. I have been thinking. I've been keeping my eyes open for a, for a suitor. Oh. Uh. Yeah, but most of the places I hang out, though, Michelle, it's tough pickings out there. Yeah, okay, sure. okay, it's tough here we pickings go. Pickings in here? What are you kidding? It's <laughs> tough pickings everywhere. Um, okay, the next question I asked was: Was it most likely to go to own a cruise ship? No. Was it most likely to own a weird pet? Yep. Yes. All right. Who's the most likely to own a weird pet? Rob Townsend. <laughs> Ray and Philip. Ray's not allowed any pets. I know. Philip is the big one. Philip, Philip, I can see you coming home and saying, "Hey, I'd like you to meet my pet." You know, bat, moto dragon. You know, or something. Well, I mean, he's had chickens. He's the only one that's been seen with an animal on television. Flinga, flinga. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. I mean, I was on the Bigfoot show. So, uh, well, yeah. that's true, but you didn't appear with Sasquatch. I that's mean, he, he was holding a snake on that thing, you know? Actually, to be correct, it was Kristen that uh, removed the snake. It was me. You're right. Seemed like a small child. <laughs> yeah, I was, TikTok, I was TikTok famous for a week. In all honesty, you screaming like a child was the best part. That was. <laughs> Did that ever air on whatever the show was? It no. Was so it was going to air in August, and then they messaged us and said that they were moving it to January. 
And then I don't watch that show, so I don't know if it ever went on, but I guess they'll send us a check if it ever airs. That would be funny. Okay. And then I'll go find it in the archives, but I'm not going to spend every day watching that show. Right. What show? It was Ridiculousness by MTV. Yeah, that's the devil's channel anyway, so. <laughs> I wouldn't want Michelle's mom coming yeah. after me for watching that. <laughs> I stopped watching it once it decided that the music in music television was not required. <laughs> yeah, I remember when MTV played music. <laughs> yeah, they don't anymore, huh? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right, guys. Well, this was a big one. This was a big kahuna. Number one, because we got to introduce a brand new pulpit on Sunday morning. But number two, because Michelle was in the hot seat. <laughs> she, was, uh, she was the first to use the Pastor 1000. Or the hot podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was the podium experience, Michelle, with this new pulpit? I like um, the word pulpit. Well, it has pluses and minuses. Oh, yeah? Okay, so plus, there's a place I can tuck a water bottle in there where previously I would have had to have, like, sat it on the floor. Because you never um, know when you're going to need to hydrate. Yeah, so, you know, that that is a plus. What's First the service, the glare was so bad I couldn't see anybody. So that was not a plus. <laughs> it was still somewhat glary the second service, but not as bad. So, you know. Well, you should know that on my list of to-dos of this yeah. week is to reduce the glare on the Pastor 1000. That's good. So We can then call it the Pastor 1001, right? Yeah, it's got a point one. It's got an upgrade. <laughs> I thought we wanted yeah. to make sure that when people saw us, they saw the glory of the Lord was shown about them. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. See, Ray knows. There's okay. just like a there's an unusual light emitting from your face, and people don't realize it's just a reflection. So we we didn't discuss this in teaching team, but Rob had asked a question yesterday and said, "Oh no, we need to table that for teaching team," which was, "Who's wheeling out the pulpit?" And so I changed where I sat and I went up the side behind, you know, the drums and pushed it out. I've got a few weeks to watch Ray and I'm going to figure out from Ray's mistakes. Uh, And I'm going to, I'm going to nail it when it's my turn. Yeah. Because you you all have had two of us. I think you all need armor bearers, mighty men that carry out the pulpit and stand behind you. Just for emphasis. I'd like Mighty Women, please. Mighty Women. <laughs> I like that. I'll do that when I start I getting my out. readers. <laughs> when I get my readers. Read! And the Lord said... Somebody said over in the corner reading. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm making a... Kind of. <laughs> Which... I'm going to get to something serious in a second, but you just you just reminded me. Have you seen the video of the pastor that's going around the church praying? And he says, somebody get that kid some applesauce. I've got some applesauce in the back. Somebody quiet that child. Oh, it's so funny. He says, I don't need need that child bothering me while I'm praying. We got some applesauce in the back. Somebody feed that baby. You should post that to our group chat. Somebody will be offended. I'd rather just, let's see. Not what? in our not oh, in our executive team group chat. Yeah, send it to our group chat, and I'm not a part of. Oh yeah, is this the one with Ray or without Ray? 
No, no, the one that race in, the one that does the important conversations, not the links to just get on to Zoom calls. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Pastor, let the little children come to me. Give them something to eat. I want to hear all of that while I'm preaching. Give them something to eat. I got applesauce back there. Some Y'all get some applesauce for those babies. I don't want to hear all that while I'm preaching. I need to focus. <laughs> Somebody say amen. 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 I would have been more likely to say, get them animal crackers. <laughs> Could you guys hear that? Was it coming through? It was. Bit, yeah. And the musicians playing in the back all quiet. Somebody get those children something to eat. I don't need all that going on while I'm trying to pray. <laughs> That's going to be Ray in the middle of the food court at the mall. <laughs> When it goes crazy. Okay, I got to get serious. This is enough. This is getting out of hand too much. Okay, Michelle was teaching on being approachable. And we're in the series called We Will Love Like That. Excellent series. I felt like, Michelle, um, this one was something that we all really needed to hear right now. Because I think that... And it's so funny to me that you kind of wrestled with this sermon during the week. You were like, I don't know. I don't know. It ended up being one of my favorites. Well, yes. When I scrapped the whole thing on Wednesday and rewrote it on Thursday. Yes. Oh, you were wrestling because it was a bad sermon. You brought the good stuff. I was. I was. What, Rob? Good sermon. She was just having to address something that we as teachers sometimes don't have to regularly address. And she was wrestling through how to overcome some challenges that was probably true so i had to get a word from the lord and he said do this and i said okay not that i wasn't listening to him before that but like so the thing about me is i get stuck in a box you all know that i get stuck in a box i need somebody to lift the lid so it was jesus this week thank goodness (laughs) So I forget things and Michelle gets stuck in a box. We all yeah. have our thing. Apparently I'm out there getting punched in the face. <laughs> I'd rather be me in my box. I mean, student ministry, Rob, it's a given. I know you're doing family ministry now, which could even be more of a given. <laughs> yeah, other things could happen with babies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, Michelle, in all seriousness, I i mean, not just me. I think a lot of people really enjoyed the message because it's something that we all struggle with. We don't want to be like the world, in, but, you know, we're, we're called to be like different than the world. But how are you different than the world yet still approachable? And to me, that is a huge question that so many Christians ask. And uh, I felt like you gave some good insight on that. You know, was there anything along those lines that you felt like, like what made you make the switch or, or I don't know, just tell me kind of your thought process and how, how God revealed that to you. Well, I think the thing that that this is going to sound very unspiritual, but that's okay. Um, So what I was trying to do, we have this book and it comes with sermon outlines and things that we can use to help us. Um, And so sometimes that's a help. And sometimes, you know, because I'm a person that gets stuck in a box, that can create a problem. And so I was trying to follow the outline, which made sense to me and I thought would support, you know, what, what we wanted the teaching to be. 
but it just, it just was not, it was too much scripture. It was not enough time to explain things. It didn't feel practical. And so I threw it out. And what God told me was, he said, when you did your morning coffee podcast during the, um, during the pandemic, prepare like that. And so I'm like, okay, being approachable is kind of a thing with social science. And I would talk about, you know, how to overcome your anxiety. And I always slipped in some scripture, but it wasn't like I took a passage and um, did the exegesis, as they say in Bible school, and then put together the message. I really was like, okay, so what's approachability? What keeps us from being approachable? And how has God helped me to be approachable? Mm -hmm. And then what scriptures do you want me to use Lord? So um, I just, I was hung up on my seminary learning Mm -hmm. um, and needed to just kind of go back to something different. I think that was awesome. It really worked. One of the things that you kind of brought up in the sermon that I would love to hear from you guys and our people who are online, if you're commenting, um, get your typing fingers out. So here's the question. Is it easier to see God as a judge than an approachable father? And why for you? And I, and I think we could all answer that in the right way, you know, that we would get our Sunday school answer right. But just from your upbringing or whatever, for you, is it easier to see God as a judge? And I'm saying easier. I'm not saying, is it right? Is it easier to see God as a judge than an approachable or an approachable father? Just curious. I think it's easier to see him as a judge because often, um, at least for my uh, spiritual formation, God is holy and we are not. And so therefore, um, it's our sin, it's our brokenness that has separated us from him. And so when I was growing up sitting in churches, I thought that he was just basically waiting for me to mess up. Mm-hmm. And the way that I heard preaching, that's exactly what it was. Because every Sunday, <clears throat> we were going to hell. We weren't living right. We weren't doing right. And Jesus had to die because we're not right. Mm-hmm. And, and so that doesn't paint a happy, inviting picture of a father that I want to go sit on his lap. No, I want to run from him. And I would rather you not talk to me about him. Mm-hmm. Once you meet him, you, you see that the picture that was painted as, as a child for me, that's not who he is. And it goes so far even to, to today when sometimes if you're in a two-parent home and if you're the father, um, to hear uh, your the, the spouse refer to you as wait till your father gets home. Don't weaponize my relationship with my children by making me the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because that, that further complicates their ability to connect to this loving, gracious, kind, merciful father because their first context of a father is he's here to whoop you or to discipline you for all the wrong that you do. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you said that. I'm a retreat this weekend. Um, the first session, uh, Malcolm taught three of the sessions and I did the opening session and the opening session was 
was describing God and defining God for us. Mm. We're talking about taking filters off and putting right filters on. Mm-hmm. And one of the statements that I made was related to what you just said. I said, if I want to know your view of God, I'm going to ask you a different question. I'm going to say, tell me about your father. And then I'm going to get the same answer, I almost guarantee it, when I ask your view of God. Mm. Because it's the first father figure. Now, if you have a single mom, you're going you're gonna to describe your mom because that's the role she plays, her single father. But if there's a dad and a mom in the house, it's typically children will tell us, they will describe God by, their, by what they've experienced with their dad. Mm-hmm. What I hate about what has happened in the church over the years, you know, the church, you know, not Eastlake, but the church, is we have painted pictures of guilt for our children far too often. Now, I want my children to feel conviction. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like God is hovering over, waiting to hammer them over the head with a board. Um, but I do want them to know that they have done wrong, they've fallen short, and this gracious daddy is waiting there to hug them. Mm-hmm. And so I can be that example to them, and I can be approachable, back to what you were talking about, Michelle. I can be approachable just like my God was approachable to me. Mm-hmm. But I came in as a drunk, druggy lustful, just mess of a man, my dad hugged me. And then he got about the business of taking care of the discipline. And he did it in a loving, wonderful context. And he was right and wrong. And, and far too often, I think we, we, we paint God as unapproachable. Yeah. He'll come to you when he's ready to give you your discipline. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's interesting too, that, that this might be applicable for our listeners too, because as Christians, we all share our faith with people. Like our lives are constantly sharing our faith with other people. Some of us are just, are verbally sharing the gospel with others. Many of us are, um, as you do that, I would be interested to know, do you share the gospel through this unapproachable filter or are you able Mm. to share the gospel in a true form or do you do you find yourself sharing it through the lens that you received it in if that makes sense like i grew up kind of thinking like a fearful i mean i had a healthy upbringing so i'm not complaining or anything of it but but i naturally had this like fearful i'm kind of like ray of like you better say that prayer. You know, I said that prayer every Sunday, just in case, you know, and and then, so then I ask myself the question as I am currently as an adult, sharing my faith, sharing the gospel with people around me, do I still pay that forward, that fear, or do I pay forward an accurate picture of the gospel? Um, And that's just more of a personal reflection question than like something that you have to answer in the comment question, you know, in the comment section, if you want to, but it's a good like reflection on, do you see yourself just reenacting what regurgitating what you received basically as a child? You guys have any thoughts on that? I think we can only share from where we're at. Hmm. And so, you know, where I was at 20 years ago as a believer, I much more saw God as a disciplinarian, um, more angry, all those things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I think sometimes the first thing people have to do is they have to really receive the love of God until you're able to allow God 
to form in you who he is instead of who everybody else reflects him to be. Mm. You're just going to continue to show that. And you may have the best intentions, but as you walk with God, as you receive his love and you mature in that, then I think you can present acceptance and love and forgiveness and things that I couldn't at least present 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a great way to phrase it. It was like a personal reflection for me. We, one of the things, just so you guys know, listeners, we ask ourselves in our teaching team meeting, what was something God taught you about yourself through this sermon? And that was one of those like personal reflections for me that I, you know, I kind of analyzed and thought, okay, so what is my, ref- what is my current reflection of Christ in comparison to how I grew up? Right. And again, I'm not saying I grew up poorly. I'm just saying, you know, we all receive it through a cultural lens. So yeah, that's cool. Um, you said another thing too, Michelle. You had so many good things in there, Michelle. You're just bringing that heat. I got saved like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I had my Pentecostal one. <laughs> um, that video I showed the next time Michelle preaches. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our rights. Okay. So one of the things Michelle said was, I never see Jesus holding on tightly to his rights. How does that play out in our approachability? How does that, how do our rights play out in our relationships, you know, in, in, in our attempts to love like Christ? What do you guys think on that one? <laughs> well, I talked about it Sunday. So let's... <laughs> Michelle's not going to give it to us. Uh-uh. I, I, think, I think I think if you want to see where we're prideful the most, look to what rights, quote unquote, we cling to. Mm. It's my right to. It's my right to. Um, there's. If you think about that. Those are all a personal pride issue. You know, speaking for myself. No, go ahead, Ray. Trumping our rights does not build bridges of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. It establishes a wall of exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was really interesting too, Philip, that when you just ask, you ask about relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ray is all about relationship, you know, and so you're talking about walls and not having walls. I mean, if I'm in a relationship with you and all I want is to make sure that you don't infringe on my rights, we're not very close. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get close because you, you know, have probably not. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus's purpose in coming was to be a bridge for us mm-hmm. to connect to the father, not establish more barriers because sin was a great enough barrier that we cannot broach without a savior. This is why I love Philippians because the whole book is, 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 um, is built on the foundation that Jesus gave up every single one of his rights <laughs> for the benefit of mankind. Like, I mean, we, we think about our American rights. Let's go, I'll just say that one. Okay, and, and, and we think about how about heavenly rights? I think those were probably even cooler. 
Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus laid every single one of them down. And it cost him his death. Yeah. I mean, he's giving up his life. Yeah. I mean, come on. So it's all right that he would say to us that we need, if anyone wants to follow me, they must pick up their cross. You have to die daily. So a really cool question to ask is, what is it currently living that needs to die? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's some of the challenge with why we don't understand the heart of God, because we get we misunderstand what happens when we die to self. I mean, we are so in love. I could just speak for me in my own life. I mean, you know, I learned to set goals. You know what a smart goal is. You know, you know, you've got a five year plan and you got I mean, I get it. And so you put in your mind, here's the thing that I think that is the best for me. And now I'm going to set out a way to go and get it. And so then you turn around and you're saying Christianity is dying to yourself and picking up your cross. Well, that sounds mean. But the truth is that if you hold things loosely, God has a better plan than us. And it's actually his plan has actually made me more happy, more fulfilled, more delighted. I have more beauty and peace and enjoyment in my life, even in in every part of my life Mm -hmm. than when I'm holding on to it. And so I think when we talk about you, it's got to die or you've got to lay something down. We feel like we've got a taskmaster saying, work till you die or give up what you want to, you know, and that's really not it. It's in our best interest to do this because God knows what kind of life we need to have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's moving. Tell me if this is kind of what you guys are saying. It's moving forward in God's will and holding everything loosely, not, not expecting anything for it. Like, Oh, I'm doing God's will. Therefore I won't struggle with my whatever it's moving forward in his will, but also holding everything loosely. You don't have any rights. The only, our rights really are to heaven and to Christ and in his promises and in his truth, but not in anything else. I mean, I kind of even like, I, I, I got to bring it up just because it's impacted all of us that like, Kim Mitchell passing away this last week. Like nobody saw that coming. That wasn't fair to us. <laughs> That's not yeah. fair to her friends and her, you know, it's not, but, but God knows what he's doing and she's in a great place. She's with her dad now. And, you know, and so it's like, if you walk through your day as if tomorrow is guaranteed or expected, or you deserve tomorrow, it's not a good way to live. You you hold it all loosely and you operate within God's will. Any do you guys agree? I mean, it sounds like you guys kind of agree with that, but that's a hard thing to hear. Yeah, because I think we feel like that's negative. Yeah. And it's like it's so upside <laughs> down to what we think. Because normally we think, well, I'm gonna be happy when I get my way. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's surprising to be happy when, like for me, I'm I didn't sign up for this life. Okay. Like Pastor in South Carolina with all you all. This was not in my Bunch of life crazy life. people. Yeah. But God, it's some of the most wonderful years of my life I have spent at this church and God has blessed me. And even though I let go of a life that I thought I wanted, 
I've been really blessed in this one. And so I think that's the hard thing is the, you know, letting go and trying to understand that you maybe don't know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So true. What, Ray? Ray's thinking. He, he, he said, uh, maybe. And I was like, yeah, that's a really strong maybe. <laughs> because, I, I mean, none of us, not one of us can say, this was on our five or ten year plan. No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> you mean sitting at my executive desk right now wasn't part of my. <laughs> but neither of us, I can say this with some level of confidence, neither of us would say what we had in mind was better than where we are now. That's true. That's true. I'm there. Yeah. So just think about how many steps of denying ourselves that it took to get here that took a whole lot of grace from Jesus to get us here. Mm -hmm. the, the people that approached us that we had to be open to being approached to and listen, I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. But it only happens when you die to yourself. Mm -hmm. So a, a good thing that to ask yourself as listeners, um, this is what we ask ourselves, is what are the things that 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 you're assuming or you're holding on to that you think are guaranteed that you know you need to release to God and say, God, this is yours no matter what, you know, and and really everything is in your hands. And it's an illusion to think that I have control or the right to X, Y, Z, whatever it may be for you. Yep. Yes, okay. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Another question. If and you don't have to answer this, if you don't want to, but you guys probably will. <laughs> oh, on the, that. on the book, in the book, it kind of gave us a little exam. So by the way, we're doing this series with a book in case you didn't know on, uh, we will love like that. How did you rank or did you take the test on approachability to see how you did? Was there any shocks or anything that you're like, Oh shoot, I could do better here. Or I wonder what this means. I'm curious. 81. 81. 81. 81. I'll go. I'll go. Oh, yeah, that was your number. <laughs> well, that's oh, well, I'm still here. You've disappeared. Well, I, I ran to greet June at the door real fast. Okay. That's a B, Ray. Low, very low B. <laughs> you got a low B on approachability? That means I got an F. Ray, 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 Ray. I, I want to know what you're getting on self-awareness. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Was not it? a strong suit. Yeah. You, you got to remember when you look at these, think about the ones you think I'm the, is my strongest one. And it's not approachability. Hmm. I don't know which is my strongest Okay, so let, 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 let me help you understand. I mean, because remember, this is data that we're putting in and they're coming up with a conclusion to the data that we're giving them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my skin, okay, in the context that I am placed in, 
I'm not. That's interesting. You and Philip put us both in Costco's parking lot and allow some person that is white to be in need of help. Which one do you think they're going to go to quicker? You or Philip or me? You talking Rob, you and Philip? Of, of, of the male. Four of us. Okay. I got to ask the obvious question. Right? Is this affected by our races? Do you feel like we're more likely to be approached? I'm asking an honest question. I'm not making a, a presumption. I know it to be. I, I, yes. Okay. Of the four of us, I'm going to be the last likely. From that context, I get where you're evaluating yourself from. And what so, I see I'm about thinking, you, you give oh, the yeah. vibe of approachability more than anyone. I, I mean, yeah. Philip and I do a pretty good job of it too, but without it, it's not like a competition. But I think we do that pretty well. I think Michelle is more approachable than people think she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle has those deep relationships that like they will slit your throat if you mess with michelle <laughs> like you could mess with me and people will be like i hope he makes it but michelle i mean it'd be an uprising you know i get what you're saying right because it's i dangerous. think i think the reality is south carolina here's the mm-hmm. two white guys and here's yeah. the african so just in my context i i, I believe and you know you can call, you can tell me differently. I believe I have to work harder so that people aren't afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's I do agree. I think it's not just uh, African American thing. I think it's different cultures in general. But one of the things that I've noticed is that the closer, the more friends I have of a different race, more African-American friends I have, the less, and believe it or not, I'm going to say the word intimidation, the less intimidated I am to um, approach. Let's say I needed directions Mm -hmm. because the more, I'm just using African-American for discussion purposes, but Mm -hmm. the more Asian or whatever friends I have, the more I feel integrated into that culture in that I realize that we're all just humans and we all need directions, if that's what we're talking about. Um, but, but I think that for most people, they, they, we don't naturally integrate into other cultures and races. So like you put me in a group of people from New Mexico and I'm going to feel right at home, you know, but you put me in a group of people, you know, in the South. And honestly, I feel a little more weird. I feel a little less whatever. I feel like the oddball. So I can't imagine with skin color, you know. Did you take the test, Philip? I didn't. um, Because that uh, game we played earlier, I forgot. I did it in the book. (laughs) Oh, it is in the book. I did did the one in the book, but it didn't give me a number. So I'm actually right now, um, I'm taking it because I, I... I missed that I could do it online. So I've been doing okay. the book. See, oh. So. oh, you're that you get class. Too. Yeah, you can do it. I got 87 and a half on approachability. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know how strong. you get a half, but. Mm. Yeah, so that's still a B. Of course, she got a strong B. Of course, she got a strong yeah. B. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. Rob just said I'm surface approachable, but not really approachable, which I found to be very interesting. No, no, that's not quite what I said. What I said accurate. That's not what I said. I said you're more approachable than people think you are. I thought you yeah. said it was less approachable. No, no, no. no, I said the opposite. Oh, okay, I, well, I, I misheard. Than people think. Okay. I agree because Michelle does not present as much as an extrovert. I might present like if you watch this podcast as m- only as more of an extrovert. Pardon However, me? in real life, not necessarily. Right. You know? What are you guys shaking your heads at? Well, you, you, you're not an extrovert. Oh. Right. Yeah. But I agree. You present as one. And, and that's one of the things that happens too, when you're on stage. Yeah. The more somebody is on stage, the more people think they know them and they have this ability to feel like a, a friend. I mean, that's why people love celebrities and things like that. And we try really hard to avoid that at Eastlake. But it's still challenging because if you see a person every week and they're bringing a message to you or they're leading you in worship, you feel a connection to them and you might not hardly talk to them at all. And mm-hmm. so, of course, you come off extroverted, Philip, because mm-hmm. you're up there leading us into worship every week. Mm-hmm. I got an 87 and a half. An 87 and a half. That's what I got. Yep. Now okay. I want a 90. I really want a 90. <laughs> I want to be the only A in the group. I'm going to take I, the I probably would have gotten a 90 if it would have allowed me to go in between often and very often the number of times that I did. But it, yeah. it, you got to pick one of the It won't let you do that. Yeah, I did a lot of that. I just get so competitive. I can't help it. God. Yeah, I, I think what happens to me and as far as approachability, let's take a Sunday morning on, for example. <laughs> on a Sunday morning, I am really, what I'm doing in my brain is I'm trying to be there for so many people and I'm trying to make sure the music works, the tech works, the whatever works. I want everybody to have fun. I want everybody to like me. I want all these things. So that version of me is an overdrive. And the next thing I want to do, introvert. I want to go take care of myself because for the last six hours, I've been taking care of everybody else and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yep. Amen. And I go home. I tried to do a small group on a Sunday night. I, I can't. I, like, I'm, I don't want to be there for Because in a group setting, I am going to default to trying to make sure everybody's happy and having a good time. I just can't help it. Kristen? She doesn't care. Peeking behind the curtain today. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen, that doesn't bother her. She doesn't worry about if everybody's having fun, happy, blah, 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 blah. That's all I'm thinking about. That's all I'm not I'm approachable on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, we usually, small groups, we have ministry that rocks right on through Sunday night. So, yeah. yeah. Michelle, you created that monster. That's on you. Hey, you got to do it when people will come. How's your That's dog true. today, Rob? Hey, say hi. <laughs> hi. Oh, yeah. oh. Teddy's not happy that you're not paying attention to him. So he came in the room to show you that. He is leaning so hard on my leg right now that I can't even describe the pay attention to me vibe I'm getting out of this dog right now. He won't look at the camera. Oh, You should see him when Isabel. Isabel's over here because Jacob and Isabel are dating. And this dog is not a happy camper. (laughs) He will put himself right in between them. Man. 
Well, guys, I have a few more questions, but we're running out of time because we've been having too much fun. But I want to tell you guys, just as a little teaser, I was trying to think of something that will make people tune into the podcast next week. And so I thought I would uh, create a uh, what we're going to do next week is we're going to interview potential date date candidates for Pastor Michelle. Um, so we'll see you guys all next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. But watch the ratings go up. They're going to go up from like 10 to 12 from this. <laughs> oh, my word. Sorry, no, up, up a couple more questions. Of the couple, was either one of them like a ringer? Um, one of them was about stinking thinking. Is that your first response? And how'd you overcome it? Another one was 80% of people, she said, I think it was 80%, she said, worried about the past or the future, which, and I was going to ask you guys about that. But yeah, no more games. We got to get to the meat. So next week, Michelle's, uh, we're going to be interviewing candidates for Michelle. Um, you can message, you can send a message to, uh, let's think. I was going to try to come up with an email that's funny. I can't do it. Oswald. Yeah. Oswald. That's where you should. I need to relax. And I've got a pressing appointment next week at two. <laughs> you can. What is it? Feel free at East Lake Doc. <laughs> Don't Feel sit this on poor Sue and DJ. <laughs> oh, my word. It's getting hot in here. I'm laughing too hard. That's funny. Yeah. You guys are, that was funny, Michelle. You got to admit, that was a good one. And that was a good one. I keep telling you the dating pool for female pastors over 50 is really small. <laughs> That's why we're taking this to the World Wide Web. Oh, yippee. Yeah, Michelle. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Okay. Anyways, oh. before we before we quit, any final announcements, anything you want to say? I know Michelle has some weird thing. I've never I've heard of it like once, maybe twice, Perfect. something rooted or something like that. Sign up for rooted. <laughs> If you have not done Rooted, every person on this podcast will tell you, sign, sign up, up for Rooted. rooted. Worth it. It's very worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Hey, parents, on Sunday morning, uh, if you know a parent, spread this word uh, for the next about six, seven weeks during first service back in the big tent conference room. We are having our parent-to-parent discussion group. Uh, we had a great turnout for this in the fall when we did it on Wednesday night. We're going to offer it on on Sundays. Tried to start a couple weeks ago, but one one couple showed up, and then we had the retreat. And so we're like, let's reboot, start right now. I emailed you all. Please join us. You don't have to sign up, but if you're going to come, follow the link in the email or go to our events page and just give us a heads up so we know you're coming uh, or just show up. Yeah. It's awesome. Anything from you, Ray? Nothing. Uh, other than Super Bowl party is coming up in a few weeks. And so there are some people that have won the best appetizer and the best chili and the best dessert. So if you think you have the best, be ready to sign up in uh, next week because uh, pretty soon we'll find out who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I can't wait for Ray to give us. It's going to be the best Super Bowl in years. I expect the Cowboys to be in it. Not if you don't get a new kicker. <laughs> Everybody has a bad day.
That kind of stinking thinking is not going to fly on this podcast. <laughs> Look at how the dog is looking. I thought he was about to poop. He just stood up and I thought he was going to poop. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, help me, Jesus. This is what he I have. He's giving Rob strong side eye. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you'd like to get in the pool with, uh, never mind. Okay. I got to quit this. Okay. We, oh. we will sign off everybody. Good to see you. We'll see you Sunday. Um, oh, oh, well, yeah, we'll see you Sunday. Should we make oh. announcements? Can we officially yeah. make announcements? Yes. Okay. So uh, Kim Mitchell's uh, services, um, she was at Chapin Baptist for over 20 years. So on Friday, they're having um, a visitation with family and friends at Chapin Baptist from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then on Saturday, she's having um, a service at Eastlake, a celebration of life service. It starts at 10 o'clock to 1130. And that is where people will come and just share stories with family and friends about Kim open mic ish. And then at 1145. So 1130, that first part ends at 1145. We will start a memorial slash celebration of life service. Uh, there'll be some singing of songs that were near and dear to her that she wants to make sure that her friends and family are comforted by. Um, there will be some people that will speak on her behalf, her sister and a couple other people from B&I, her networking friends. And I will give a short eulogy um, on her behalf and in honor of the life that she lived. And so we, we invite you to any of those spaces and the actual celebration of life service will be live streamed. So if you want to watch from home or you won't even be in town, you'll be able to tune in on our Facebook page on Saturday after 1130, roughly around 1145, it will go live. And so we hope that you will be able to be a part of the services in some shape, form or fashion. Yep. That's great. All right, guys. With that said, we will sign off. We love everybody. We'll see you later. Bye, y'all. East Lake Community Church is an intentional, multicultural community empowered by the Holy Spirit. We passionately pursue a loving relationship with God and everyone Jesus was sent to die for, here, near, and far.